Welcome to the Stutter Block Party Podcast. In this series, we'll speak to people from all over the world and talk about their journey with stuttering and just get to know them a little bit better. I hope you enjoy this podcast and happy listening. Hey everyone, this is the second SBP podcast and we have Julia. Julia recently spoke at the um, SPP, SBP Stanley Stories. So um, actually, um, actually, so far, I think Julia, well, I think Julia is, has been the only person to actually reach out to SVP saying she wanted to like come onto the podcast and things like that. So that's really cool. Um, so, so I, so I guess my, my uh, first question, why did you reach out to us? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so something that I'm really passionate about is stuttering awareness. I'm really passionate just getting the word out there. Uh, and spreading awareness for our community. And so when I became a state officer for the Indian FFA, I knew that one of my obligations was I wanted to share my story with stuttering and I wanted to um, advocate for it with anyone that I possibly could. And so I found there were a lot of Facebook groups for just for stutterers to kind of have that family unit that they can you know, talk to, they can get advice from and just hang out with people that understand what they're going through, what people that understand what it's like to live with a stutter. And that's when I came across a stutter block party. And I thought this, it was really cool. And so I, I thought this is, this is awesome. I love this Facebook page and I, and I love everyone about it. So that was kind of why I wanted to reach out and, and be on the podcast. Um. Yeah. So why? So why? 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 Why have you been so, um, so into? Um, why have you been so into like, like telling, like, like, uh, I guess like helping people trying trying to uh, 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 under uh, uh, understand stuttering. Like, how? Why are? Why are you so passionate about that? I think that this the the drive for wanting to advocate for it is you know knowing growing up uh, living with a stutter kept me from accomplishing a lot of my goals. It kept me from doing a lot of things throughout school, especially that I wanted to give a shot. Uh, but because I had a stutter, it just it never happened. And so I my ultimate goal really is to share with others. You know, here's my story. Uh, I didn't overcome stuttering. I still do it, and I'm probably going to do it for the rest of my life. But I found a way to not let control, not let stuttering control my life. And here's what I was able to do. And you can do that. You can do it. You, like, anything that you set your mind to, just because we have these stutters, that doesn't mean that it can hold us back from accomplishing our goals and, and following our dreams. So I just really want to advocate for that and show everyone that even though we are people who stutter, that doesn't define who we are and that we can do anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it seems like, okay, so you're, you're part of this group called FFA. It's, it seems to be like a re- really huge, huge part of your life. Can, 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 can you tell us what, what it is? Yeah, so the National FFA Organization, uh, it was originally known as the Future Farmers of America. Uh, that name got changed uh, to just the National FFA to be more inclusive and diverse in who is in the organization. And basically, we are the world's largest student-run organization. And our goal 
is to enhance the potential for premier leadership, personal growth and career success through agricultural education. And we do this through uh, ag classes, usually in middle school and high school. Uh, you, we do this through contests uh, such as, uh, you know, floriculture, livestock judging, meats evaluation. Uh, and those are more of the agriculture based contests. Then you've also got some uh, le leadership development events as well. And these contests are mainly geared toward just leadership skills like public speaking, essay writing, job interview. Uh, and then aside from the competing, uh, there's conferences you can attend, workshops to do, uh, conventions, there's a state convention and a national convention, so many different events. And the ultimate goal is just to prepare uh, students for what life after high school looks like, whether that's in an ag field or maybe it's not in an ag field. They just want to help better prepare all students for whatever their futures hold after they graduate. Yeah. And uh, OK. And uh, yeah, I, I like during some uh, text messages messages you sent you sent us you, you said you uh there were like several several ffa like spe speech contests that that you've won and stuff or, yeah. yeah so uh i did my first ffa uh contest for public speaking uh it was march of my sophomore year and i did just prepare public speaking and it's just what it sounds like you write a speech about a topic involving agriculture you memorize it you give it you answer questions about it on the spot and my first year that I competed, uh, again, I was a sophomore and I won district. So uh, if you think of it in like sports terms, it's basically like a sectional. So uh, if you win your sectional or district, uh, you get to go to states and there's 12 districts in Indiana. And so it was myself against 11 of the best speakers in Indiana FFA. My first year at state, I got fourth and uh, you have to win state to go to nationals. And so that was kind of like my goal is I wanted to win state and I wanted to compete at nationals. So that year, that following year, uh, I competed in 4-H prepared public speaking. And uh, there's three different uh, public speaking competitions you can do in 4-H. And I ended up winning state in two of those. And I got runner up in the third. And that was kind of my, my practice for my next year in FFA prepared public speaking. So the following year, I wrote a new speech and I won district. So I got to go back to state and I accomplished my goal of winning the state contest in June of 2019. And so I got to punch my ticket into nationals, uh, but then it was a, a whole whole different ballgame. Uh, now I was competing against the best speakers in the country, and uh, there was a lot of pressure there. I was very nervous because I, I could bet money that nobody else in that national competition was living with a stutter. And so that kind of was a little scary for me to think about, but also gave me more motivation to just try my hardest and whatever happens, happens. Now I was told I would never speak normally in my life. So the fact that I even made it to nationals was already a huge accomplishment. And I would love to sit here and say like, yeah, I won nationals. I crushed it. Um, I did not win nationals, uh, but I made it to the semifinals. I was in the top 16. And I think that alone was really big for me, especially just because again, I was told, you know, Julia, you, you have a stutter. You're going to have it for your whole life. You're never going to speak normally. And I proved them wrong. I said, well, Maybe not, but I'm still gonna follow my dream. I love public speaking and I did it. And uh, I I was in the top 16 speakers in the nation uh, in 2019. So that was a big accomplishment there that I was certainly proud of. Um, so, yeah, so um, I mean, during the, during, during, the, during the speeches, did you stutter or was it like you, like the stirring didn't didn't really happen during during, during your speech, speech, speech speeches. 
The first year, uh, I did stutter quite a bit. Uh, I, I remember before our district contest, uh, we, we went to like a, a mock contest and that was probably still today the worst speech I've ever given because I was just so nervous. It was my, my, really my first time doing public speaking uh, competitively. And so I stuttered quite a bit. Um, and the judges, they noticed it was, it was very obvious. They were thinking like, who is this girl? Why is she here? But they were still very nice and leaning with me. Uh, and it was after I won district for the first year that I kind of realized, okay, Julia, we got to figure this out. So I was able to work with my ag teacher and my family to kind of find a way for me to uh, put on, I call it my, my speech voice. And it's basically, uh, I, the rate of which I speak is 10 times slower than my normal conversation speed. Um, I focus on those trigger words that I know that I'm always going to stutter over, that I'm always going to stumble over. I can never say in just one go around. And I slow those down even more than my normal uh, speech voice. And that's what I, that's a technique that I use uh, at that state competition that year. And then out of all my uh, public speaking competitions after that. Oh, okay. Well, that's really cool. Um, but for normal, like normal speech, like now for this podcast, are, are you using that slow technique right now or, or no? <laughs> yes and no. Uh, some then, and again, there are just some of those words and those triggers that, you know, I can, I can use my speech voice and it just doesn't work. Uh, as an, as, as an example, um, W sounds. Uh, I can never, ne never seem to do W sounds back to back. So like the phrase, I was really, really slow. We were, if I try to say that any faster, it would not happen. Um, my hometown, I live in Sh Sh Shelbyville. Can't say my hometown usually. Uh, and as much as I try, there's always going to be those triggers that I have um, that it just, it's going to happen. Um, usually if I'm just in a normal conversation, um, I don't use the speech voice because there's a lot of, you know, thought process and mind boggling that goes on uh, that it's, it's difficult. Like, and I, I'm always asked, like, is it hard? Is it, is it easy? Like, it's very difficult. Um, but it just comes with a lot of practice and, and mind memorization to come to it. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, so I, I have a, I kind of, a, I kind of have a question then. So in the, in the future, like do you, in the future did you hope one day when you give a speech you could just use your normal voice and, and not have to use the the slower speech voice or <laughs> yes i mean you know would it be nice to you know not have to completely uh think 10 steps ahead on what, what i'm trying to say and just be able to say it fluently that'd be awesome but at the same time um and, it's, and this is something i really like to to tell everyone is that Yes, I stutter and I'm proud of it. You know, it's not something I'm ashamed of. It's a part of me. It makes me unique and I love it. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I, I have a lot of uh, conversations with people, whether it's members of Indian FFA. Uh, I just talked to some of our U.S. senators this past week, um, congressmen. Um, and there are still times when I talk to them, I, I do stutter over a few words here and there. Um, but it's all about not letting that keep you from what you're trying to say. Cause at the end of the day, I like to think of it's what I'm trying to say, not how I say it. And so just knowing that when I stutter, it's fine. You know, it's all said and done. Just keep going, keep saying what you want to say. Cause it's not the end of the world. Um, if you're talking to like a, to like a big time Senator, just like, like chatting, you know, like chatting about something, would you, would you, 
like try to rely on on the slower like speech technique or or not really <laughs> i i try to sometimes and what i've noticed more recently is when i try to the speech voice with like congressmen, like big dogs, uh, usually my nerves get the best of me and my nerves say, nope, we're not doing that. And that's when I actually uh, do stutter a little bit more than usual. Like I said, my hometown, um, you know, all, all my, my friends, like they live in these like simple one syllable hometowns and I can't say my hometown in just one go around. So I, I try to use that quote unquote speech voice, but uh, like I said, it doesn't always work. It's not a guarantee that it's going to fix everything, but uh, at the end of the day, I still know that it's that's just a part of me. And you know what? I our congressman saw a little bit of who Julie Hamlin truly is, and I guess that's that's not so bad at the, at the end of the day. Yeah, cool. Yeah, actually, uh, in high school, I was I was also uh, I, I was I was also on a like a speech speech team for um, like sophomore year through senior. It was, it was mostly is mostly is mostly like to help me get into college, I thought it would be something good just to put down um, on my resume to get into college and stuff. Um, but I mean, it, it, yeah, like for senior year, it got kind of a little bit strange because senior year, the the, te the teacher or the coach decided to make me captain because I, I've been there for three years, but it was a little bit strange because I, because I, I, I had a stutter and then and then also, and then also another bad thing was, um, like, I, 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 I was also like, like very, very private about, private about it. So people on my team didn't know I was stutter. And then, so like sometimes during, during practice, I would stutter and then they would be like, oh, what's, what's going on? And then I, yeah, they, they, they were probably thinking, oh, how come he's captain with the stutter? <laughs> so, I don't know, but, um, yeah, that's yeah, that's really good. That um, that's really good that you're like really young and but 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 you're but you're willing you're willing at this young age to tell people that you stutter. Like a, a, a lot a lot of people, a lot of people like yeah, a lot of people don't yeah don't 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 let people know that they stutter and stuff. Um, but uh, hmm. Um, okay, so let's see. Okay, I guess I also wanted to ask, uh, why do you want to major in ag or agricultural major? Yeah, so uh, I'll be going into uh, ag agricultural education this fall, and I won't lie, there are still some days I think about being a teacher my whole life, and I think, you know, a good teacher is someone that can, you know, teach their students the material that they can understand, and a lot of times when I'm having conversations with my friends or my six teammates, they don't understand what I'm saying because I stutter quite often. And so the thought of that, you know, it does kind of scare me every now and then. Um, but I also grew up in a household of teachers. My mom's been a teacher for over 25 years at our local middle school. Uh, I took my very first baby steps in the middle school hallway. Uh, I could decorate a classroom when I was two uh, and I could work a copy machine before I could work a smartphone. So I was basically raised um, in a middle school. My stepdad uh, was a teacher for a couple of years and is now a technology specialist for a school corporation. And my older brother is in his third month of being uh, a fifth grade teacher. And so I always knew I wanted to go into education. Um, and it was when I joined the FFA my sophomore year and I got involved in agriculture that I realized that ag ed was my calling, that I want to you know, educate my future students 
uh, in high school uh, about agriculture, about the FFA, so that it can make an impact on their lives, just like it made an impact on mine. And yes, like like I said, the thought of you know doing um, teaching and speaking in front of my students every day, knowing that even one mess up, one stutter could you know it could impact their their full knowledge of the, of the curriculum. But when you're so passionate about something you don't let anything get in your way. And I truly believe that, that, that that's me with education. Oh, that's interesting. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, me, me, I'm, 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 I'm in a Bay area, a lot of tech. So our high schools don't, yeah, I, our high schools don't have ag, ag classes, but I, 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 but I, but, but I guess where you are, most of the high schools teach, uh, I, agriculture <laughs> we actually it's interesting because my school did not have ag until i was a sophomore and so i was not exposed to agricultural education until uh my sophomore year uh we were actually the only school in my county that didn't offer ag and so i kind of was um a newbie when it came to agriculture and the ffa uh, compared to my six teammates that i live with but uh, I was still very happy that we we, we we got that opportunity to learn about agriculture in our schools, that we could talk about it with our classmates. Um, better late than ever is what I say for that. Mm. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, so you're telling us you're you're going to Purdue. So Purdue was Purdue like was Purdue like your like your top like your top uh, choice? So. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, I I've been to Purdue so many times uh, through through the, through the FFA, and every time that I go, it just feels like home, and I love it. I love the ag department. The ag ed uh, department is amazing. Uh, I'll be the first person in my family to go to Purdue, though. Most of my family's gone to IU, so uh, if you know anything about Purdue and IU, big rivals. Um, it's it's a pretty ugly rivalry. So when I told some of my family members I was going to Purdue, there was some tension at first, but you know they're happy for me. Uh, but I'm just re really excited to to go there. They're one of the best ag departments in the country, so it's pretty pretty exciting to get to be a part of that. Um, so why 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 did you choose Purdue over I I I IU? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Purdue uh, has one of, like I said, one of the best ag programs in the country. Um, IU, as far as I know, does not have an ag program. And so when it came down to ag ed, uh, there were three colleges that I thought about, Purdue, uh, Huntington University, and Vincent. And I really did go back and forth with Purdue and Huntington because Purdue is a very large college. Huntington is a very small college. So I'd be getting two very different experiences. Uh, and I took a visit to Huntington. It was a beautiful campus, loved it. Um, but there was just something different about being on Purdue's campus that made me feel like I was home, that's right where I belonged. And I, it's, they always say when you walk onto the campus of the college that you're going to be at, you, you just know. And each time that I would go there, I, I knew that that's where I needed to be. Um, uh, yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, I was gonna. It, it, Purdue, Purdue, Purdue is a is a private school. It's a, it's a public school. It's a pu public. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I mean, there's also like the the, the does Notre Notre Dame have ag? <laughs> I think they have more. They have some programs. Uh, one of my teammates, Derek, was actually going to to Notre Dame, 
uh, for chemical or environmental engineering. So they have some of the more of the environmental side of agriculture. I don't think they have like a direct like agriculture um, agronomy area, but they've got some more of like sustainable agriculture programs. Mm, yeah, but yeah, and then Notre Dame is private, so it, like it's probably really, really, like really pricey compared to public schools too. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> um, uh, per, Purdue, Purdue is per, Purdue is Purdue. Um, is it is it is it is it, is it, a, is it a, close to your where where where, where you live? It's, it's somewhat close. Uh, it's an hour and a half from where I live, which my mom. That's, that's very my brother yeah. went to college three hours away, so a little bit closer than he was. So it's it's a it's a decent drive. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Hmm. So, uh, usually, usually I ask. Um. Let's see. Well, usually I ask people what okay i mean usually i ask people what they do like on like hobbies and stuff well i seem yeah being part of ffa probably takes a huge part of your time do, do, do you do you have any other fun stuff fun fun things you like to do on your free time <laughs> yeah actually i'm really big in music uh i got started in that in middle school currently i play seven instruments and my oh. brother little singing duet we like to do together we travel the state doing gigs uh and so that's a lot of fun and I always get asked you know do you stutter when you sing I do a lot of singing and <laughs> it's surprising I don't uh and it's kind of been interesting to hear that other singers who live with stutters are the same way I don't quite understand the logic behind it but uh, it's very cool to to share that with others uh the different sides of that uh what what are, are the seven in, 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 in instruments you, you you play? Yeah, I play the acoustic guitar, uh, the electric guitar, uh, the bass, the trumpet, the snare drum, uh, the ukulele, and the kalimba. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Um, how did you how did you learn how to sing? Did did, did, did someone t teach you? Or? I was in choir middle school. Uh, my brother was a choir prodigy. And so I wanted to oh. just do middle school because I was afraid, you know, girl with a stutter should not be in choir. But my choir director was like, your brother was amazing and I see some potential in you. I want you to be in choir. And so I was in choir for middle school. And that's kind of how I got into singing and took it a little more seriously when I picked up my first guitar in eighth grade and the rest is history. Um, so, yeah. So sp speaking about music, do you have any like, do you have any a favorite bands or what, or what, what kind of music did you listen, listen to? Uh, I love country music. Uh, of course, <laughs> I'm a fan, so we have country playing all the time at the barn, uh, especially more of your um, contemporary country and older country. Uh, Toby Keith is one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, but more recently, uh, Dan and Shay is a music duo. And I've kind of gotten a liking into their style of music. And uh, write about as well in their style just contemporary smooth motivational country yeah yeah country yeah countries countries um country's really good it's i mean country it seems like most country music is about uh they're they're like uh, some guy who's in love with their girlfriend or i don't know some girl in love with their boyfriend or some guy who's really sad that they're 
girlfriend is gone or something like that. I don't know. I'm just like saying broad, 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 broadly. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I was gonna ask. Uh, how, how'd you? How'd you? Uh, um, I guess to 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 be to be the to 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 be the the estate leader for FFA for Indiana, like, was it like a, like a voting, like a voting thing? Did, did you, did, did you put your name in the hat and people voted? Or? Uh, so for how Indiana does it and all the states do it their own way, uh, we do it with a nominating committee. And so if you're thinking about running for a state office, you fill out an application and then uh, the applications due in March, the rounds start in June. And so for rounds, we basically go through a very intensive interviews. Uh, we go through public speaking comp contests, rounds, uh, classroom facilitations, how we work in a group setting, uh, how we do with you know professional emails, writing, and then a nominating committee will actually make their slate. And so they'll say, okay, he here's who we think should be the president. Here's who we think we should be the secretary. And they'll do that for all seven offices. And then the delegates, at state convention have to vote to approve or fail it. If it gets approved, congrats, those are your officers. If it gets failed, then the, the, de the delegates have to go back and actually vote on each office one by one. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so for, 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 for your, yeah, so for, for your, for your, ag, for your ag major after you, after you finish, then your goal is to teach, um, to teach like ag in, in high, high school, probably? Yeah, that, that's the ultimate goal, yeah. And uh, I'm always told like, you know, Julia, you can do so much more, like don't just be a teacher your whole life. But uh, I, like I said, I really believe that my calling is to be in education. Uh, but if I get a couple years of teaching in there uh, and a position opens up maybe in educational administration, maybe working for uh, Indiana or national, FFA, uh, then you know what? Uh, I might embark on those, but I definitely want to be in the classroom for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm also into, I'm also into teaching, so I'm hopefully, yeah, gonna, gonna teach it, gonna teach at some point. Um, that's kind of how do you know, how, how do you know that teaching is a really good profession for you. How, how'd you, how'd you find out, find that out? I, I always had that feeling that I liked teaching and I got a glimpse of it my junior year through my education professions class. So I got to actually job shadow uh, a second grade classroom. And it was really cool because it was actually my second grade teacher when I, I had an elementary school. And so that's where I got actual hands-on experience of what it's like uh, being a teacher and I loved it. I love the education aspect. It's also where I learned. I don't think I quite belong in elementary school. Uh, and it was actually one day, the um, end of my junior year, my ag teacher let me teach the lesson for a day. And that's why I was just in my element. I was, that's probably the happiest I've been in that classroom was being able to play the teacher. And so that kind of confirmed to me that I, I need to be a teacher. Well, for, yeah, teaching, I mean, Teaching for me, the reason why I thought I'd be good at it, because I I, uh, I I I feel I'm 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 good at breaking breaking down like breaking down things like something that's kind of complex. I break it down break it down into like little pieces and 
and like f like feed <laughs> feed it to the students in, in some way like uh, for yeah that, for me that was it was it was that the same for you or what was it was this something something else very similar yeah and i think it was uh when i found my passion for agriculture and how much i loved it i just wanted to share with everyone else like guys like this is agriculture this is so amazing and i realized you know, i can do this every single day being an ag teacher and i kind of got a first glimpse of you know how do i break this down for others who maybe don't understand ag because obviously i'm going to get some students later on that maybe just don't understand it and it's really fun to you know talk about say um a cow's digestive system for example something i it's odd but i love teaching people about it because it's not what other people would think and i i really love being able to say okay well here here's what it is and, and here's the details here's why it's important and so i really love just teaching somebody about that new information especially when it pertains to agriculture um people uh like um like kids, uh, kids, kids, kids who kids who graduate or graduate from your like high school from your area and so do 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 many do many of these people go into uh, ag? Is that a common goal? Or? For my graduating class, it is extremely uncommon, uh, only because mm -hmm. again, uh, my ag program wasn't a thing until my sophomore year, and so my class would have only had three years in the program. Uh, but as you know, we're getting close to this year's class graduation. I'm seeing a lot more students that are going to those ag colleges. A lot of a lot of vets. There's been a lot of um, students who want to be veterinarians. Um, and finally, students are seeing other ag areas like ag mechanics. They want to go into you know uh, auto technology, welding, plumbing, um, uh, lots of agronomy, ag econ. So it's becoming a little bit more common as we get the students, as we get the classes rolling. But for my class, I think only a handful of us. And there are over 250 kids in my graduating class. And uh, I would say about maybe 10 of us actually are going to college for agriculture. Oh, okay. Um, oh yeah, I, I was also gonna, gonna Oh yeah, I was I was gonna yeah I was gonna ask more stuff about stuttering. Um, so yeah, so your stuttering is actually uh, n n n n neurogenic. Um, uh, was it? I think in the Stanley stories you said it was because as a kid you were riding on the bus and the and 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 the the, the bus moved or something and 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 your head bang, banged onto the, the the wall or something like that yeah that's um and and that's something that they're they think could have caused it because most of the time neurogenic stuttering comes along with brain uh and growing up that's the only incident i was ever involved in uh, that caused an injury to me uh, in a bus crash that was in, I believe I was in kindergarten uh, because one of the buses uh, in the front of the line, as we were going out of school, uh, they went to the stop sign, there was ice on the road. And so they slid and then all the buses behind them just kept breaking and sliding and hitting the bus in front of them. And my bus was about fourth in line. And so we got hit pretty hard and I hit my head uh, on the seat in front of me. And that was the only uh, time when I was younger, at least before it became very apparent that I was a stutterer that could have caused you know any harm to my head back then. Yeah. So, um, 
Oh, so so how so uh, so that so uh, how 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 old were you when your head hit the hit the bus? I was, if I remember correctly, I was five years old. And then, yeah, and then, uh, and then, did did you start to stutter after that? Uh, after that happened? Or? Yeah, I was already scared to get that to fix uh, that I couldn't say my ER sounds. Uh, but from what I've heard from my uh, speech pathologist back then and my family was that my stuttering became extremely apparent uh, in the, the end of my first grade year, beginning of my second grade year, when I you know, became more talkative and that it became more apparent that um, the ER sounds weren't the only issue and that I was uh, stuttering a little bit more than a normal kid my age. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so have your parents always been supportive of your stutter and, and helping you and things like that? Yeah, yeah I, uh, my mom especially. Um, has always been my rock and always said, you know, what do you want to do? And she always would work with me at home uh, on getting my speech better uh, and was always asking, how can I help? What what can I do? And my older brother, although, of course, when we were younger, we would te- tease each other all the time. He would tease me. Uh, you know, that's just what an older brother does. But uh, when it came down to the way I spoke, he was extremely supportive of trying to make me feel like I was normal because back when I was younger, I felt like that I was a weirdo because I couldn't talk normally, but he just kept telling me, you know, you are special, you are amazing, perfect, uh, and really sort of that big brother figure that I needed to have that confidence in myself at a young age. Um, so, yeah, so <laughs> have you, uh, have have you uh, have you joined any other like stuttering groups and stuff? Or? I uh, actually had a call uh, with uh, it's a group called Stutter, and uh, that's one of them. I kind of followed on and and saw all that they were up to, and then he actually introduced me to a new group uh, called Friends and of oh, Stuttering. Really, friends. Yeah. That's I'm new to it, but I'm learning more about it. But my goal ultimately is to just. Uh, you know, see all the different groups out there and, and hear their stories and hopefully get to share mine with some of those too. Uh, oh, uh, what, what, um, what, uh, what is the first place called? The, the, the first, the first place you mentioned? Uh, Stutter with Confidence. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So, hmm. well, I'm. I don't know. I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm sort of. I'm sort of out of questions. Is there any? Any? Uh, do you have any questions or anything or anything you want to talk about or I don't know or any anything else you want to say to the world? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like I mentioned, my goal with sharing my story is just to let those who stutter out there know um, that. You know, this, this is who we are. This is a part of us. And I actually read this really cool quote um, that said, you know, some people, we don't want to be scared. 
you know, we are proud of our stutter. I, I can finally say that I am proud of my stutter and it's something that makes me unique. It makes me different and it gives me a story to tell. And ultimately, I truly believe every stutter has their own story um, because everyone is different. Every stutter is different. Um, and so my, my goal is just to share, you know, our stutters don't define us. We shouldn't fear uh, going out and, and accomplishing something because we have a stutter. It's just something that it's, it's a part of us, but it's not us. Um, and when I mention the whole uh, speech voice, you know, it's something I honestly don't like using it because I, I, the analogy I use is it's like makeup for me. I don't wear makeup, but, uh, you know, usually when we wear makeup, we try to like, you know, hide some of those imperfections uh, on our bodies. And that's, I feel like I'm hiding my, that quote unquote imperfection of mine with my speech voice. And so I like to just show everyone, this is the real me. And that involves stuttering here and there, and that's okay. Uh, and the quote I like to use is just stutter with pride. Uh, because like I said, I'm proud of it. Um, I'm not ashamed of it anymore. And because it, it held me back when I was younger and it's not something I want to go back to. And so I just want everyone out there that uh, is living with a stutter to know that, you know, our stutters don't define us. We can accomplish anything, uh, even with a stutter. And I was able to go from this super shy, uh, I don't know what I want to do with my life, girl who stuttered all the time to a national public speaker. And that just kind of shows, you know, we can do anything, you know, we're not, we shouldn't let our stutters hold us back. We can accomplish anything we put our minds to because we are worthy. Even with our stutters, we are worthy and we can accomplish anything because our stutters aren't us. It's just a part of us. Oh yeah. I, I, I forgot to ask. So when, so, so when, when did you start to feel this way, you know, like being, being proud of your stutter and telling, you know, the world that you stutter and everything? <laughs> it was after I joined FFA because I finally found a group of friends that I felt comfortable with that I love being around. And they were kind of my motivation of, you know, you shouldn't let this define you. You shouldn't be ashamed of this. And so it was finally finding the people who support me in, and loved me that I gained the confidence in myself to say, you know, you know what guys, you're right. And that's when I finally broke out of my shell. I became the person who I always wanted to be. And I think, you know, for example, Sutter Block Party, I think was a fantastic example of surrounding yourself with people that especially understand what we go through. You know, I had these friends that they, they didn't understand, you know, what it's like having a stutter, but the individuals at Sutter Block Party they understood and they were supportive. And I think that's a great first step is just finding those people that support you. And maybe it's those who do stutter because they're one of your, probably your, your best resources because they understand it and know that we support you. If anything, I support you. And, you know, we're here for you. We want to help you. And so just finding that group of people for me was the foundation of finally being able to stutter with, with pride. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so th uh, it was a really good, I guess, a really good place to, to end. And um, all right, there's my face again. Um, okay. So, um, uh, yeah, so we've talked about 40 minutes and things have been really good talk and everything. Yeah. Hope, um, yeah. Hopefully, ho 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 hopefully we'll see you later uh, online and stuff. And um, uh, I don't know if 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 
if if uh, if a, a, any of us like go to your state or anything, maybe yeah, we can yeah get some coffee or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be awesome. So, um, all right. So it was really awesome seeing you, and I will see you later. Awesome! Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Okay. Bye, Julia. Thank you for listening to the Stutterblock Party podcast. If you're interested in attending Stutterblock Party, go to linktree forward slash Stutterblock Party to register. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Stutterblock Party. We'll see you soon and happy stuttering.